y'all, it's 2023. I ain't trying to keep going around 285. I ain't trying to spend no more years going around 285. I ain't trying to spend no more of my life going around the city. I'm trying to go up 75 North. I'm trying to go at 85 North. I'm trying to go up there to straighten their path. Admit if you don't find it. Well, the baby say I'm tired of being tired of being tired. Warning. Some members of this podcast have been known for gratuitous use of the F word. If the F word is something that offends you, fuck it, let's do this. Awesome. Hit the theme music, Doug. Sunday, January 15th, 2023. Greetings to all the traumatized Texans of TCU. <laughs> and while we're at it, greetings to all of the bereaved Buckeyes of Barrios Tacos. Barrios. In the heart of the Ohio State campus. Hola, senior Buckeye. On Wednesdays, you get $2 off. In Miercoles. Margaritas. Dos dollars negatorio. And you might want to use that $2 off those margaritas to wash that loss away. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Happy New Year. Uh, New Year's theme must, Doug. It is a new year. Man, I can't believe it. You even got the date right on the first try. I, know, I thought for sure you were going to say yeah. 2022. Yeah. yeah, you know. Fuck, man. Uh, I know where I'm at. Yeah. I mean, it's like... Sometimes. January, whatever. Uh, 15th. We're halfway through the first month. But this is our first podcast, so yeah. happy new year, Hey, listeners. we're sporadic. Yeah. yeah. Happy new year. Allow us to be the last ones that wish you a happy new year, because that shit should have expired like January 3rd. But uh, touching back on your... Your wonderful intro there, Doug. <laughs> uh, I knew you could not resist that. Go dogs. That's all I got to say. A little bit has been happening since our last episode. Uh, my dogs tried to give me a heart attack. They failed. Much like uh, Ohio State's kicker uh, trying to win the game. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> hey, that was a great game, though. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to be that maybe, guy. Maybe he'll be, maybe he's down at Barrios right now. You know, maybe he's down there. <laughs> oh man, he's putting on the freshman fifteen right now. Even though he's probably a fucking junior or senior going to the NFL and getting paid more money than I'll ever see in my life. But just for that one moment in time, as we left the 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 old year and into the new, my dog's got a second chance, and it was the first time all year that we had really been legitimately threatened with a loss uh and uh, I, I giggle at that but uh, yeah oh, oh you're talking about ohio state it's the first time georgia's been threatened with an actual like what? if they just made that kick there's nothing we could do oh, game yeah. over loss right. for us right. first time all year we've been threatened yeah. with a loss yeah, i was i was giggling at the tcu thing but that no, no i'm no, still that, that i'm still on the ohio a, state thing because that is, uh that, yeah, that was a hell of a game well, and it was also, you know, it was on New Year's Eve and literally the, I've seen, and I probably, my internet algorithms are probably different than most of the listeners. If you're not Georgia fans, I saw all of the mashups and compilations where it had the ball dropping in New York and the different angles of the kick. And it happened right at the stroke of midnight. And then the bench goes ape shit and all that stuff. I went running through my, the whole game, I thought we were losing. There was five different occasions where I was like, well, we had a good run. We got a natty last year. By God, I, God, that's more than I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, and I was getting ready to ha not even mention the game at all had we lost because there was no way in fuck I was going to give kudos to Ohio State. It's I, I can't do it, Doug. I'm not a, I'm not 
a good man <laughs> in the very in the very beginning in the first in I the can't fir- bring myself to do it i believe it was in the first quarter is it the first quarter or second quarter when georgia failed to score a touchdown for the first time and kicked a field goal i looked at my buddy we were eating steak looked at my buddy and i said this is going to be a game and i I knew it would come down to just a couple points, you know. It, it was going to be, it was going to be a field goal was going to win the game, you know. I looked at it and said, "This is the game." Finally, it's caught up with us, you know. We've been on such a long run, a you know, a historical run, atypical for Georgia, at least in my lifetime. You know, the thought of a perfect season, get the fuck out of here. This never happened in my lifetime. Hasn't happened since 1980, uh, and I wasn't even alive then. So it's like this is. They're trying to accomplish something I've never seen. Why should I expect it to happen? Of course, Ohio State, you know, they're butthurt because they lost to Michigan in their final game. They didn't go to a conference championship. They had all the time in the world to stew on it and get full of piss and vinegar. Georgia, uh, you know, had a month to cool down. And it was two inverse teams. Great game, though. Uh, It was the best. It was one of the hell. It was one of the best games, like I told you, that I've seen all year. It resulted in. in a, I mean, it resulted in a good game for Georgia fans and non fans, uh, people with non no rooting interest. It wasn't a good game for Ohio, for Ohio State fans. And here's, oh, no, and no. here's one thing I can say: Ohio State fans, uh, I I fucking hate hearing this when I'm down, which is why I'm going to say it to you now. But I feel your pain. Yes. I've been there so many times, uh, you wouldn't even believe. But I know what it's like to have my heart ripped out in the final seconds of a fucking big game. That's right. It's happened numerous times. Your team, Doug, has done it to my team far too many times oh, for I've me had, to feel. We, I've had my heart ripped out uh, many times with Bama. Many yeah. times. And but, uh, had my heart ripped out today with the fucking Dolphins. I mean... Oh, yeah. Just uh, rip it out and stomp all over it, you know? I'm not going to lie. I felt bad watching the Dolphins get so close to Buffalo because I'm like, it's not, they're not going to win. They, like, it, it's not going to happen. With the, with the guys that we had playing, it was amazing. It was, a, we, they, those dudes fought and fought. Man, I mean, two has been out most of the year, you know? Yeah. I mean, and, I thought they did great, man. I did. Uh, I mean, we didn't make it, you know, uh, same as every fucking year. You know, I'm not, it's, it's, but it was, it did suck. It did suck. Yeah. And that last, it was not a fucking first down. He he didn't make the first down line. He did not. (laughs) He did not make the marker. I saw every fucking angle the referee saw. He didn't make it. But that's beside the point. Buffalo's playing with a purpose. And they must go on. That's why I was like, there's no way. And I think that the three interceptions or whatever Josh Allen threw is like, uh, yeah, we're going to have to really step in here. Uh, This cannot happen. Miami cannot go beyond this round because it's not in the script. You got to have the teams with the best story around them to to win in the NFL. And, well, that's Buffalo this year. They're going to win the whole fucking thing because of DeMar Hamlin. And and getting to DeMar Hamlin, thank God he's alive. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm just, uh, that was a, that was a terrifying moment right there. We're seeing that. Seeing him, seeing him get up from the play and then just fall back down and not move. That was, 
That was since then we've seen it a lot more. Yeah. As a matter of fact. Yeah. Uh, but lastly, before we jump onto that, because we can go on, uh, that can lead us into a lot of things. I want to say shout out to my dogs. Congratulations for getting over the Ohio State bump, hump, whatever. Uh, and then going and just absolutely steamrolling and wrecking everything that TCU ever is, was, or could be. That was magical in every sense of the word. I'm sorry to the rest of the college football world if you didn't have a rooting interest that you were extremely bored. It was the lowest rated national championship game of all time. It's because they were playing a high school football team. But it, 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 I'm, I'm not going to go there. I, I'm not going to. We've had our discussion about it. Uh, I don't think TCU should have been there, but I'm, and I'm just going to leave it there. I don't think they deserve to be up against Georgia. For they the deserved it. Tournament. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. TCU deserved exactly what they got. They did they, deserve what they, they got. They earned every bit of what happened <laughs> of to them. Yes, because they did deserve to be there because under the rules and the way it fucking works out, uh, that's just how we determine the champion of college football. It has nothing to do with the best teams. It has nothing to do with the most talented because most people think that the most talented teams are the best teams, and that's bullshit. I've seen plenty of talented teams totally get their ass whooped by lesser talented teams, <coughs> TCU beating Michigan, and that's the, that's the reason why we play the games. If they were just played by who was favored, we would never play a fucking game, and uh, there, would, there would be no such thing as an upset. Upsets happen because the team that quote-unquote, doesn't deserve to be there, proves them wrong. The only thing is that this team that deserved to be there just weren't able to prove the people that thought they weren't supposed to be there wrong. That's all. That's sports. That happens in sports all the time. Fuck, Doug. When was it? 2018? Clemson beat the ever-loving fuck out of Alabama 44-16, to and Alabama was number one. In the country. You can't tell me they didn't deserve to be there that year. Just, no, I'm not. I'm, just because you got your that. ass kicked, you deserve to be there. But you you got to look at the teams Clemson played to get to Alabama. See, that's what I'm looking at. Yeah. I looked at TCU's. I looked at their schedule. I was like, what the fuck? They had was, six they, ranked wins. They played. They, you, can't, you can't deny they had six ranked wins through the season. They won games they shouldn't have. Uh, they had the heart of a champion. If you want to get into stupid sports metaphors, they had the number one ranked offense in the entire Big 12. They had the number five ranked offense in all the college football in every statistical category. They, they earned it based on their body of work. And you know, if you really want to get upset, anybody out there that was turned off by the national championship game and has the same sentiment as Doug, you should really be upset at USC. For falling to pieces. Their Heisman winning quarterback is a gigantic bitch. That cute little fingernail polish uh, act you had in the in, in, in the Pac-12 championship game where it was fuck Utah. Oh, how adorable. They ran you out of the fucking building, you bitch ass pussy. Well, that's <laughs> I, fucking don't, I don't like that guy. He's a cocky, arrogant twat, and I'm glad that he ended up going and losing to Tulane. I'm talking about a team that didn't deserve to be there. USC losing their conference championship, blame them. Uh, Tennessee, losing to South Carolina the way they did, blame Tennessee. Alabama losing to Tennessee, blame Alabama. Blame all the teams that were in front of TCU that all they had to do was handle their shit and you would have never gotten that lopsided fucking mismatch of a natty. 
It's not Georgia's fault for beating the fuck out of them, and it's not TCU's fault for taking advantage of how the fucking thing is set up. Well, all I can say is thank God the rules have changed. We're going to see a lot more games like this. We're, we're going to see, but in the playoffs, the playoffs are going to, uh, this won't happen. This won't happen again. Well, no, here's what I'm saying. You'll see far more games like this oh, earlier yeah. on yeah. in the playoffs. Yes. Because here's another thing, and I did this on uh, on last Wednesday's episode of Clock Management. You can see on YouTube, if you search Clock Management, every Wednesday at 8 p.m. live. You can see my bright, shining face and hear my eloquent voice talk about football and sometimes culture and how Uh-oh, sports relate to that. your face? Yeah, I'm oh, on video. Oh, my God. I'm, I, I've been on video on our own Instagram page. I don't give a shit. Ah, all right. Our audience is quite stagnant. We're not exactly... Don't show your face, man. We're not exactly blowing up. I'm not too concerned. But yeah. anyway, last Wednesday, I made the point that I'm trying to remember, because while I was going on that tirade, I forgot entirely what the fuck we just talked about (laughs) (laughs) oh no we were discussing football jim oh yes and ooh. so i went through the history of the college football playoff as it stands now in the nine years that we've had it there's been blowouts are the norm blowouts have happened like seven out of nine years whether it's in the natty or whether it's in the semifinal Shutouts, thirty-three to nothing shutouts. Alabama over Michigan State. Yeah, that's where they need to happen, though, is in the playoff. They need to happen in the some when you're dealing with kids and uh, focus and travel and all this other shit. You're gonna get blowouts. You're just gonna some. T- you get blowouts in the NFL. I mean, shit. The Cowboys went up to Minnesota and beat the fuck out on forty to three, and you know both teams could be out of the playoffs uh, within twenty four hours. Minnesota already is. But blowouts happen. It's just a fucking thing that is part of sports that, as a casual fan, you hate to see. But as the fan of the team doing the blowout, it never gets better. There's, you don't give a fuck about how uh, lack, uh, the lack of interest that it's drawing with people that aren't your fans. Um, it's just the way it is. So it's going to disappoint more people than it excites, but the people that are excited will... <coughs> Will never apologize, nor shall they. They shall be up. They shall be happy. Yes, but yes. Is. So go dogs. But a quick sad note. Uh, we're recording on Sunday, and I was out in Athens yesterday for the championship parade and the trophy ceremony inside the stadium. And it was cold as balls, but it was worth it. It was fucking awesome because you never know when you're going to get to see another one of those. And I think the celebration went on a little too long yesterday because sadly I woke up to reports that uh, one of our offensive tackles was killed in a car wreck last night in Athens with a UGA staffer, a recruiting uh, personnel staffer. And the reports are that uh, it was a lady driving the SUV. She was the UGA staffer, went off the road, hit a couple telephone poles, hit some trees, there were four people in the car. Our starting offensive tackle, Warren McClendon, was injured, but has been released from the hospital. Thank God. There was another UGA staffer that's injured and still in the hospital. Hopefully, she makes it out okay. But then there were two people in the car that didn't make it. So, thoughts and prayers to them, their families. Kind of a real big fucking bummer to close out what was an amazing college football season for my dogs. 
So don't want to don't want to not mention that happening today, but we can move on to other cheerful things like uh, Hamlin. Cheerful. <laughs> so I don't remember what date it was when this happened. Obviously, it was the Cincinnati Bengals and the Bills. The Bills were in Cincinnati. I'm telling you, that field is cursed. There have been more life-altering injuries that have happened on that field than any other stadium I can think of. You got Shazier with the Steelers. You got paralyzed on that field. You got David Pollock that broke his neck on that field, ended his career. You got what happened to Tua on that field yep. when he got, like, unquestionably, you can't deny that was a concussion. I mean, he was all cripped up and yeah. shit doing weird, very unpleasant things with his hands because uh, what that turf did to his noggin. And then Hamlin took a hit to the chest, looked rather routine from T. Higgins, and then he got up, clapped, and then whoop, his heart said, no, dude. Heart stopped. Yeah. I mean, that that's a – and like I said, I think – I do think that'll change football somehow. I don't know how. I don't – I don't because deep down they know that if it if it is what they say it is, like commodio corditis or whatever, obviously probably saying it wrong, don't care to <laughs> I don't care to correct it. Cuz we don't try to act like we're anything that we're not. I'm not a medical professional. Even if it was that, you there's nothing you can do. Well, it might be some kind of pad or something that they have to wear now or, you know, it could be it could be that simple. Everybody running around looking like Iron it Man be, because yeah, they got yeah, like an extra yeah, they fucking. Got some kind of fucking pad <laughs> that they have to wear around their heart. I mean, I guess, but I, I don't know. Hey, I don't buy it that it's that. I understand the possibility that it could be that, sure. You know, if it's one in 200 million chance thing, but there's been over 200 million hits in the NFL. I know, there's been some. I mean, that, I don't, and that I don't, hit was not, it wasn't anything. No, I've seen far. Yeah, I've seen way worse, crazier. way worse than that. And uh, so, yeah, it does make you, you know, wonder it, about, uh, you know. I remember when it was happening. So, such. so I wasn't watching the game. All uh, To be totally transparent with our audience, I, I wasn't watching the game. I was cleaning the house or doing something. And my sister texts me and she's like, what just happened on Monday Night Football? I'm like, F, no clue, not watching it. And and then she fills me in. All right, well, everybody's crying. There's an ambulance on the field. Player down. I was like, Jesus! It must have been the most insane fucking hit of all time. Yeah. And so I go in the living room, turn on the TV, and by this point, it had to have been minutes, like probably ten minutes since uh, it showed it on TV. And they were still on the field. Everybody's aware of what the fuck happened. But I immediately text you. I'm like. I think I just saw, because they were replaying it by this point, and I'm like, I think I just saw a guy die, like, on live TV. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Are you watching like, Monday Night Football? Yeah, and I was and like, what like, the fuck? <laughs> and so you and I watched kind of how they handled it, and uh, let's just say, that another reason why I don't believe it's the Commodio Corditis deal is there was no protocol. There was no contingency plan. ESPN had no fucking clue what to do. Right. They didn't know what camera to put it on. They didn't know what to talk about. The NFL, I mean, fuck, it took them a week before they finally realized we're just going to cancel the game. Fuck it. So, and plus, like, NFL players are screened 
like for every heart condition known to man uh before you can even be eligible to play you got that's the physical now, you gotta, now, now you're making another point okay uh-huh. right now uh-huh. uh which i don't agree with i don't agree they should have canceled that game and and, and i thought it was pretty uh, shitty i mean uh now postponing it yes and playing it the next day from the same fucking time you know, put the same time on the clock, play put the it, ball in the same play fucking it, Play it the following position. weekend. Yeah, it, it, but play it from the the time of the game with the score, you know. Just play the game out. Um, like a rain delay in baseball. Right, and and them canceling the game for the future of the NFL. What, 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 how else can they cancel a game? You know what I mean? Like, mm. well, think if this was a fucking AFC playoff game. Or think if this was an an NFC playoff game for a team going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And something something happens, somebody gets injured or whatever, and it's not even as bad as this, but they say, oh, we're going to cancel the game. How, I don't think they would. How would you do that? How would that work? You know, I mean, it, it just, I'm just saying it just opens that up, Yeah, you know, to what has to happen for you to cancel a game. Now, I realize canceling it that night, that was the right thing to do because everybody thought the guy was dead. Yeah. I mean, um, and I I agree. Canceling it that night was the thing to do. But canceling it, I mean, you have to look at the overall makeup of the NFL and, and what they're playing for and what they're – I, I mean, you know, games still happen today, you know, yeah. so, I yeah. mean, they could have, they could have played it today, you know, they could have played the game today. Well, that's my thing is you didn't have to cancel it. You immediately have the week between the conference championship game and the Super Bowl. Right. Get rid of that fucking week off. By the way, that's the stupidest fucking thing ever to have two weeks between the playoffs and the fucking Super Bowl. Right. Uh, it, it's like inverse with college football. You have a month in between your conference championship game and your first playoff game, but then you have just a week, and uh, like the next week is the championship. But if the Bills would have lost that game, mm-hmm. I mean, that dude, it just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, it, I'm, it, well, it, nothing would have been affected as far like they still won their division. It's all for seeding. It's all like if both the Chiefs and the Bills went out. Does the playoff game, does the AFC championship get played in Kansas City or Buffalo? And I'm not, I'm not knocking the Bengals. Uh, the Bengals, it, it was all for seeding. Just where right. the playoff game is going to get played, and that's why they did a coin flip. Uh, if it does come down to it being the Chiefs and the Bills, um, the game will be played here in Atlanta, and they will decide who the home team is based on a co- coin flip. Uh, it's the gayest, dumbest shit ever. Just move. The fucking playoffs back a week, and resume that game, and they can play all by themselves. Uh, the this week, the first week, yeah, of the playoffs, yeah, and then that way everybody gets a buy, and the teams that get a buy get an extra buy. I don't, I mean, I that's all I'm saying is they if that was a condition that can happen by your heart getting hit that hard they would have had some level of preparedness for when that happens, and they didn't. Right, right. Which is the main reason why I don't think it was that. And uh, my immediate reaction, and everybody, like, let's just face facts. Everybody's immediate reaction was, oh, that's vaccine-related. Like, 
it, it was impossible for your mind not to go there because you've seen, I think there was like over 1500 athletes within a year span last year. And I think just in Britain alone, I could be off maybe Europe either way, 1500 of anything that didn't used to happen. All of a sudden happening is a lot. 1500 athletes have dropped dead in the live course of play due to cardiac arrest. That's not normal. It was never normal. There, you can see montages all over the place of athletes and referees and news reporters and people giving speeches and just everyday people doing their normal shit, just falling, dropping, dying due to their heart stopping and otherwise young and healthy people. You know, that's why everybody goes, oh, another coincidence happened um, just the other day, January 8th, um, at least the the tweet that I saw came out in January 8th. My Georgia Southern Eagles were playing basketball against Old Dominion. And a basketball player, same as that shit, was playing, was under the hoop, getting ready to defend, just stopped and fucking just fell the fuck over, clenching his chest. You're talking 18 to 22-year-old kids. It's, uh, it's not fucking normal. Every skeptical thing thought we had about the vaccine was just always pushed aside as fucking horse deworming, taking conspiracy theorists, peddling Neanderthals that don't know what they're talking about and shouldn't be listened to because they're not quote unquote experts. Right. But I'm sorry, intuition and your gut is there for a fucking reason. And there's no one really talking about that. You know, there's no one talking about how... And they won't, but which I don't understand why they won't, because they gave the pharmaceutical companies fucking, they, I mean, they told them, you know, you can't sue, you can't sue the pharmaceutical company. If anything happens to you from this vaccine, what the fuck is that? What is that? It's called I mean, cover that's a, yeah, <laughs> to me. Yeah. It's like, it's like, you know, well, uh, I'm going to give you this car, um, but you can't get insurance on it. And if you wreck it, you know, you can't get into it. It's a brand talking. new car. Yeah, it's a brand new car. Brand new. Yeah, ain't, ain't nothing wrong with it. And, and then it, I'm driving it, down and the it hasn't And it hasn't gone through all the rigorous testing right. to make sure it's safe right. for the highway travel. And I'm driving down the road and all the wheels fall off. Oh, and here's the thing. If you don't get this car, you lose your ability to make money. Right. Like, you need a car to go to work, right? Yes. So, yep. in essence, if you don't get this car, you lose your job. Right. Um, And then all of a sudden miraculously these cars start falling to pieces or right. fucking going up in flames, killing a bunch of people yep. <laughs> and excess deaths. Uh, if you're paying attention to those year over year are abnormally high, like off the record of just like statistical anomaly, like, Oh, well it was just a bump. It was yeah. just a weird year. No, it's been consistent now. Like the Pinto. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, yeah. The, the jab is the Pinto of medicine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Pinto. But I mean, so yeah, the whole like it won't be released for seventy five years. That's called cover. Because in their defense, they'll say, "Well, we can't. You can't bring a new product to market and let everybody, you know, sue it out of existence before it has a chance to prove itself." Doug, sure, there's going to be a few dings and nicks along the way. That those are called deaths, by the way. But you gotta. You got to stick with us as we improve it. It's going to only get better. Yeah, I actually saw a uh, a guy that was, I can't remember his name, but uh, it was on an interview that I saw, and he said that 
that more people have died from the vaccine than from COVID. Well, they're definitely saying that more people who are dying of COVID today are vaccinated than not vaccinated. And that's a fucking, that's a, uh, that's a that's clear a warning that your vaccine doesn't work. <laughs> Those there. are just numbers. And so it was wait. never a vaccine though. That's no. the thing that to even call it that to even call it a vaccine is a fucking, it's a, it's criminality against vaccines. So, you know? but you see adults have, uh, intuition they have the ability to discern, you know, uh, fact from fiction. I think I'm being played here. I don't trust this. I'm going to not do this. I'm not going to. Some adults. Yeah. But uh, I'm just saying adults over children do. Oh, right. Right. So adults, uh, at least the old fashioned ones, are able to make educated decisions uh, over time after they had seen enough information. And the ones that aren't going to get it are never going to get it. And the ones that would get it have already gotten it and the ones that were skeptical are done getting it they might have gotten the round or two but they ain't going back for fourth fifth right. sixth round it's fucking over but kids they still want your kids and no i'm not talking about drag queen story hour and all the you know, you know that whole thing i'm talking about the actual fucking pharmaceutical companies here's a little thing here's here's two news stories three months apart just take a listen and tell me if you can spot the trajectory of this fucking thing. Today, Pfizer reported its vaccine for kids 5 to 11 was more than 90% effective in preventing symptomatic COVID in clinical trials. Overwhelmingly voted in favor of recommending the vaccine, which Pfizer says is 91% effective at preventing severe infection. We have thoroughly reviewed all of the available safety immunogenicity and efficacy data before recommending this vaccine for your child. Just minutes after the CDC approved the Pfizer children's vaccine last night, kids were rolling up their sleeves. I would not be concerned because this has shown now over a considerable period of time to be a highly effective and safe vaccine. We want to protect the children. Three months later, for parents of young children, unsettling news. New data from New York State shows the only COVID vaccine children 5 to 11 can take, made by Pfizer, offers almost no protection against infection. The vaccine's effectiveness in that age group dropped from 68% in mid-December to just 12% by the end of January. Just two weeks ago, Pfizer said it was postponing seeking FDA authorization for a vaccine for kids six months to four years old after trials showed it didn't work. Well, now today's news about the vaccine for five to eleven-year-olds not being as effective. Pfizer says it's now evaluating a third dose for children five to eleven years old, and vaccine makers are already developing new formulas. Hey, Washington, stop killing us! Yeah, uh, stop murdering us. We're your fucking, we're your piggy bank guy, <laughs> and you're killing us. I mean, and some would say, Doug, that might just be part of their plan. Because if you look everywhere, you can find it everywhere. Bill Gates talking, uh, Pfizer CEO talking, like uh, World Economic Forum talking, the World Health Organization. They're all saying, we have a population crisis. There's too many people. We got to thin the herd. We yes. got to knock us down by 50% over the next 75 years. And, oh, well, maybe that's why they won't release it for 75 years, because half of us won't be here, Doug. You're right. 
they've bought into this idea that humans are incapable of developing new dynamic ways of overcoming challenges of what's what we would call life right which if you just look back you you can see it you can see behind us it's called the past it's called history you can see what the uh average age of death was 100 years ago yeah oh yeah we it was like in the 30s or something. Like Science 40s. was on a trajectory to extend life, and I think now they're on a. They're let's just say they're not on that trajectory right. anymore. No, not anymore. Yes, and this was always a virus that great affected negatively in greater numbers old people. Kids don't fucking need a vaccine on this shit. Right to me, that's been proven. That's not even questionable. Uh, and, and if you have comorbidities, the vaccine's probably going to kill you anyway. And if you have comorbidities, there's a lot of things that are, could kill you over a otherwise healthy person. And it's amazing how many people got kicked out of the military and lost their profession because of a fucking pharmaceutical company and a government. It's, it's so wrong, man. It's so wrong. It, it's like saying, okay, uh. If you don't take this pill, you, you know, you show up to, to work one day and they say, okay, if you don't take this pill, then uh, you got to go home and, and, and you can't come back to work anymore. And you say, well, what does that pill do? And they say, yeah, you just got to take it. Yeah. yeah. And, and you say, but what does it do? Uh, you just got to take it. You know, I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. And nobody, even still, when people ask, what what does the vaccine do? There's no answer. There, I mean, they now they can spew a bunch of shit at you about. I know what it's doing. It's killing you. It's fucking killing people. That's it's, what the vaccine is doing. It's definitely killing a percentage of people that uh, would otherwise not be dying yeah. in the ways they are. I I believe that with everything in my heart. Like I got a buddy of mine. I won't say his name because I haven't run this by him to see if I can tell his story. But he's younger than me. I'm 40, so do the math. Uh, who had to have a life-saving heart surgery within the last year. And he was vaccinated. And I wholeheartedly believe he would not have had to have that procedure had he not been vaccinated. And I'm not, I'm not berating him or chastising him. I understand why he did it. Right. Uh, it, it, he would have lost his job, probably. Yeah, I mean, he would have lost a lot of business accounts. Yeah, uh, that were mandating that you have to be vaccinated to step foot on our premises. Right, and I, I just don't know of too many thirty-eight-year-olds that need emergency quadruple bypass surgery. Right, that are in otherwise uh, good health. Right, that didn't used to be a thing, and. So yeah, uh, you're you're gonna know more people now that are going to show adverse effects of this fucking vaccine, because there's been I, I think in the first year that they rolled it out there was eighteen like there was there's been six hundred and sixty million doses of the vaccine given now and just in America. That doesn't mean that everybody got it. Obviously, that means multiple doses per people. It averages out to be two hundred twenty million people got three doses. And then you're there at that number. Right. And that's pretty much what it was. And out of that, VAERS has reported 18,000, a little more than 18,000 deaths 
directly tied to the vaccine. And people are saying that's point zero 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 two seven percent. Like we shouldn't be bothered by this. And it's like, so that's you're more saying than, that's more than COVID deaths. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, so and then they said, oh, one point one million deaths, uh, COVID deaths. And it's like, well, first of all, we already went through this, you know, dying from COVID or with COVID and you know, all that bullshit. Uh, so we know that that one point one million number is absolute horseshit. Absolute. We'll never ever truly know the actual death rate of COVID and COVID alone. Right. It'll never, we'll never find that out. So you're dealing with defunct uh, fucking numbers. But I can tell you this, 18,000 deaths in one year due to a new novel vaccine, uh, that should be alarming. They typically stop it after 50 deaths when they're doing a test trial. That's all I'm saying. Um, but 18,000, just shut up monkey and don't look in that direction. Yeah, shut up and take your shot. Now there's the theme of this episode that Doug is now finding out, uh, cause we don't do pre-production on this podcast. We I know not. everybody get, get those shocked faces off of your, off your noggin. It's a surprise for <laughs> us all. But what you were hearing throughout the entire COVID era was trust the experts, trust the scientists. Follow the science. Listen to experts. There's entire news segments that, oh, well, experts, or not even a segment. It's just a common phrase. Experts say, shabba-da-ba-ba-da-ba, and then you just know that you're being lied to. Well, experts believe that this number of thing should be doing this physical act. It's all horseshit. It's all made up. They all contradict each other over time, but they always lean on these fucking experts because if you're not an expert... You're a fucking dumb dumb, and you need an expert to tell you what to take, what to eat, how much to sleep, and how to live. Because stupid people are incapable of doing any of those things, apparently. There's this guy, and we didn't highlight him earlier. He he kind of got famous. Uh, he, he's been famous, but he really got famous when he was going off about the Hunter laptop story and saying, I don't care if there's actual literal dead kids in his basement i'm happy they suppressed that story because donald trump needed to be removed from office speaking of dead kids in the basement yeah um here uh 41 and a half minutes in mm -hmm. uh you might notice that arona's not here oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, we are not good no, we're not saying hosts. he's a dead kid in a basement i'm just we're saying we're just saying he's missing yeah he's somewhere in atlanta no one knows so uh, if you if you live in Atlanta and you're walking by any parked cars and you hear a little check the trunk. Yeah, it might be in there. Um, we're pulling for you, Rona. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Damn, we are bad at podcasting. Yeah, are we, are we, I know we're horrible. I, I, I was just thinking like, man, we never we never mentioned that Arona's not on here. I, I'm yeah. not going to lie, Doug. I thought about it two or three times, but I couldn't bring myself to shut up about what I was ranting right. about. Uh, to slide that in. Well, I, when you said dead kids in the trunk, that's well, when, yeah, dead bodies in the basement. It, hey, man. Sometimes, hey, sometimes the setup is there and you it just got a tear to my eye. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we are in touch with our emotions here on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm also sad to report the, uh, the racist bell probably won't be going off much this episode, but yeah. who knows? We might always be able to work it in. Um, but no, Sam Harris, who is deemed to be an intellectual, you know, an expert at being smart, I guess, uh, has exposed himself as just being a partisan 
just hack like before Trump, he seemed like someone that you could take something from on a intellectual level, uh, a curiosity level, a different way to think until you find out that when that person's actually pressed to expose what they truly believe, you just find out they're no different than anybody else. Yeah, they're just full of shit. They're just full of shit with a better vocabulary. Right. And I like to say pee-pee-poo-poo just to let you know that I'm not that fucking bright. Right. But I'm going to come out in front and tell you where I stand. That's the difference between me and Sam Harris. The good thing is now his mind's been broken. And so he's incapable of not exposing who he truly is. And he was on another podcast, probably bigger than ours, recently, talking about how he wished that COVID would have been worse because people just got all high and mighty questioning things and got too comfortable not trusting the experts. Yeah, not not enough people died. Yeah, so we're going to hear from Sam Harris, and uh, I'm just going to pause along the way, or if you want to say anything, tell me to pause it, and we'll just, let's go through this little mind experiment. Break it down. That this intellectual has. Uh, Take it away, Sam. And it was. Right. You know, it could have been much, much worse. It could have been 10 times as deadly or, or, you know, 50 times as deadly. And we would have, we would have lived through, or many of us wouldn't have lived through something truly awful. But, um, had COVID been worse, you know, uh, just enough worse to really get our attention, to really be undeniable, we would have had a different political conversation around it there wouldn't there wouldn't have been the same kind of vaccine skepticism right brett weinstein would not have been releasing 80 straight podcasts on the dangers of the vaccine if a few variables were changed i mean just just take that leave covid exactly as it is but just make it preferentially dangerous children rather than to old people right just flip that around the the, the variable of age if kids were dying by the hundreds of thousands from from COVID at a rate of whatever it was, you know, 1%, say. Um, <clears throat> but if it was pretty much all kids, we we would have had a very different experience. Well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's pause it there. Yeah. Um, a, a couple of interesting things that he said there. Yes. Um, and you might be already thinking what I'm thinking, Doug. But one, I got to say. Hey, I'll give you a little credit. You're actually acknowledging that COVID wasn't that bad. Right. Yes. That's <laughs> so, exactly what he said. So immediately, maybe all this bullshit wasn't necessary to begin with. Um, but you can tell his problem is with the fact that uh, because it wasn't bad, it allowed people to have podcasts where they were they shared their skepticism of the vaccine yeah. and and wanted wanted there to be a little more hesitancy to adopting this new vaccine. That's my first thought. Now, let me throw a point on on that. A yeah. big point. A big fucking giant <laughs> fucking A big fucking point. blood clot size point. Now, now th- politically, while all this shit was going on, the Democrats who were running against Trump mm-hmm. at the time, mm-hmm. don't take that Trump vaccine. Nope. Don't, don't take do it. it. Don't do it. I don't trust don't do that it. Trump vaccine. No, I don't, I'm not. I don't trust it. I'm not going to take it. I wouldn't trust anything that came out of this I, administration. Nothing. Yep. Nothing. Yep. And, and at the very beginning, don't worry about it. Go out and hug your Chinese neighbors. Go to Chinese right. New Year. Yeah. Yeah. Go do that. Yeah. Yeah. See how that works out for you. But uh, so that <laughs> so that alone that alone right there just totally rips his story apart. 
you know, because now one, and I, and I will say this, when COVID first hit, when it was first hitting, and, and me and you talked about this, what we were seeing in China was fucking scary. That shit scared the shit out of me. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I mean, when when I saw the Chinese people in fucking hazmat suits fucking throwing people in trucks and shit that we're probably never seen again, you know. They were not. I was I was <laughs> I'm here to I report. Was, no. I was literally freaking the fuck out. I was like, what this the is fuck? The one. What the fuck just got out? Yeah. yeah this is the one. Exactly. And, and and as it started making its way around the world, you know, and and that now there was some there was cause for alarm for maybe the first six months. There was never cause for shutting down a country for a year and giving everybody checks. There was never a cause for that. No. Now, there was a cause for the first, I say, six months. from I say from December uh, of 19. Actually, November, November. I was about to say. November. November of 19. Beginning of November. Up to, up to maybe April. Yep. Th- there, was, there was cause for alarm. Yep. But after April, after they saw what it was doing, then there should have been, and this and this was never reported either. This is what's so fucked up. Um, in Italy, when Italy got hammered, mm-hmm. they never mentioned the fact that it was all the Chinese going to Italy for vacation. Being it was a, bringing the shit to Italy. Being a little typhoid G. And a lot G-chongs. of the people in Italy that were Man, dying. I got I to hit myself. Yeah, so. there you go. <laughs> a lot of the people in Italy that were dying were Chinese people. Yeah. Dying in Italy. And they were saying, you know, oh, it's it's ravaging Italy or whatever. No, it was ravaging the Chinese because the Chinese got the first good, healthy dose of that shit. Yeah, they the, they the got first the first wave. the first wave. They got the O O G. Yeah, and that is always the worst. That's always yeah. the worst. So, like I said, after April, when they started seeing the numbers come in, and um, and and Trump went on the whole, you know, warp speed shit you know about the vaccine and all that uh well trump was he was against the vaccine in the beginning he was against it and then once they once they started filling his pockets with some money he said okay well yeah you know we'll do this warp speed thing i'd be surprised if they even cut trump in on any of that (laughs) i think they were just like you have an opportunity to be a hero sir and he was like that's good enough for me yeah yeah and and so so when that happened and uh and like i said then you look at you look at 2021 and you look at politically what was going on in 2020. All of a sudden, when Biden's in office, roll up your sleeve. Get the jab. Don't question it. Get the jab. Don't question it. You can trust it. me. I'm yeah. not that crazy liar. Yeah, yeah. You guy. can trust me. This is the Biden. This is the Biden vaccine. This ain't that Trump shit nope. that they've been working on for the past two years. Nope. I've been in this office is, for six days yeah. and I've got a new vaccine. Yeah, and I've got a brand new vaccine and you for really you. really trust this one. And so, Same shit. And so any argument that any of these dickheads want to make, uh, politically, to me, just the politics of it soured me on the whole pandemic thing Let's say you just, know, that, that just, was the first indicator that was a leading indicator that you knew that most of this was bullshit yes was the way that it was being argued and the people doing the arguing right. and another point that he made and to me so my first point was he's acknowledging it wasn't that fucking bad and that should have been like yelled from the mountaintops cove is not that bad dudes it really isn't i mean it's not good but it ain't weld you in your apartment right. shut down countries and ruin the economy and then 
you know, see how that affects the rest of our lives bad. And not even fucking close to that. Another thing he said, and this is a rather non-astute thing to notice, that, yeah, if this was wiping children out, you're goddamn right that they would have taken, uh, the population would have been far more accepting of taking the mandates and shutting things down. Right. You know why? You don't sacrifice the young for the old. Right. You sacrifice the old for the young. Right. That is human nature. It's in our biology. Women and children first. Sorry, dudes. You got to die on the sinking ship. Great album, by the way. Exactly. But, you know, uh, that's just the way everything always is. Save the women and children because they can continue the life. Right. They're the future. You don't sacrifice the young for the benefit of the old. And in the beginning, there were old people going, I've lived my life. Right. I already know I'm up against the clock. I can right. go at any time. Right. Don't, don't kill the young on my behalf because I'm dead anyway. And that was understood. That was just the way it fucking always was. It's always sad when young people die. Uh, far more sad than when old people die. Why is that? Because they had a whole life in front of them. Right. So, yeah, Sam, you fucking brainlit. Of course, if it was affecting children and the rest of us were walking around fine with it, we would have said, hey, we need to protect these fucking kids. But it wasn't. So why did we? And anyway, he carries on. Right. And right. and the patience, that there would have been no fucking patience for vaccine skepticism, mm-hmm. right? And we, everyone have recognized that this is not my body, my choice. This is, you're not going to kill my kids with your, with your ignorance, right? And uh, you change one other variable. No, we're going to kill them with our vaccines. Yeah. So the people who are vaccine skeptics, that's exactly what they're saying now. Yes. Is COVID's not a threat to them. This vaccine is, uh, I'm not going to let you kill my fucking kids. Right. With yeah. this thing that we don't have to do. Yes. It's utterly unnecessary at this point yep. for there to be a single vaccine for COVID being made at, at this point in time. It's ridiculous. It's fucking unconscionable that we're even still playing around like it's still 2020 or 2021. Well, it's not even a vaccine still. No. I mean, even this iteration of it is not a vaccine. Um, I don't know, man. I You know... I'm just glad I don't have a job that forces me to do things like that. Me too. We are we are very lucky in that way. Yeah. I I genuinely feel for the people that didn't I know. Have I know choice. the people the people that lost everything. I yeah. mean because they wouldn't take the vaccine. That or, is or even worse the people that lost everything because they took it. Yeah. And they had uh negative side effects physically or mentally or whatever that knocked them out of being a valuable asset for uh, the company that they used to work for. Right. They're no longer capable of doing their job because they took it. Like, my heart hurts for all of them. And it's not because it's swollen with myocarditis, thank God. But that's also because I didn't take the jab. Um, but it's just funny to me to hear this supposed elite intellectual talk like this, where it's like, well, if you just change a few variables, if you just turn the knob and a few different... But the variables were what they were. Yeah, dude. I mean, you can change the variables on anything, yeah, and the outcome oh. is completely different. Oh, if if 
if the thing was just not the thing, then how, think of how not the thing it would have hey, been. If the frog had wings, it wouldn't bump his ass a hopping. But it still wouldn't score a touchdown on Georgia. Yeah, exactly. come on, go dogs. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's get through this. Uh, Sam, what's a, some other dumbass shit you can say, bright guy? What if the vaccines actually really did block transmission much better than they, in fact, did? Right. And there was a moment yeah. where it was only rational to expect them to block transmission. Turns out they don't, don't do it nearly as much as oh. we would hope at this point. Uh, they just shorten the window by, by which, you know, during which transmission is possible. Uh, uh, if they're even doing that now, I don't know. Wow. So he just admitted that it does nothing. Oh, well, oh, my goodness, Sam. <laughs> You're now acknowledging you, 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 you were telling everybody they were stupid. That they're troglodytes, that they're they're vaccine deniers, they're science deniers, they're they're they should not be listened to uh, because they're saying that it, a it's not a vaccine, it's not going to do shit, and if anything, it's probably just going to fucking maim maim and maul more than it helps and heals. Bunch of Jehovah's Witnesses. I'm telling you what, don't tell me happy birthday, no Christian scientists. But now he's forced to acknowledge, even though he's too stupid to have the forethought that. Uh, Maybe there's nefarious actors at play here that have an agenda and a goal that just might not be in humanity's favor. It might be in their favor. You think so? Possibly. You think it's got anything to do with money? I mean... Anything at all? Yes, absolutely. Obviously, we talk about it all the fucking time. But <laughs> he doesn't think like that because he's too smart. He's too in the... He's too much part of the grid that he can't imagine what it's like to not be in that life. And so he can't think like us. See, he's he's so dumb, he sounds smart to him and his fellow elites when us dumb plebs can see right through it and be like, yeah, it's funny to me. It's like the people that live in the most concentrated populations are the ones that are most concerned about the environment. Well, maybe don't live there. Yeah. What do you think that your living situation is doing to the thing that you yeah, care, and, uh, that, you, that you think you care about the most? You got people shitting in the street and fucking... Yeah, it's crazy. I, I, what's it, wild is the whole California thing blows my mind. Yeah, it totally blows my mind. All the it, the people out in California that uh, the governor and Pelosi and all these people that are always talking about clean energy and fucking clean up the and dude, have you seen California? Have you seen it with your own eyes? Wow. Oh my God, it is it is astounding what L.A. and San Francisco and the biggest cities out there. Are yeah. turning into straight up toilet bowls. Mm -hmm. I and, mean, just uh, straight toilet bowls. And I don't want to get biblical, but God seems to have a uh, a history of flushing those things. Wrath from time to time. is what it's called, I believe. Uh -huh. And I think it might actually be happening right now because uh, San Fran and L.A. are getting like some biblical levels of fucking rain. Yeah, like yeah. it's a it's Noah's Ark kind of shit. So basically, that's Sam Harris in a nutshell. I mean, we're only a couple minutes in. This is like five and a half minute clip. We would be here the rest of the night if we played this. Yeah, I, fuck him. And he's I have a, other, and I an have idiot. other shit that I want to play. Yeah, so um, he, he's an idiot. He, uh, I've heard from enough idiots on this subject anyway. Oh well, there's. They're, I'm gonna have to force you through one more. Okay, well, I got go it. Go ahead. I got it. I'm sorry, but please make it. Never mind. Well, well here, here's a, here's a, a funny break. one. Here's a break. Here's a former funny guy uh, <laughs> talking to a former rocker uh -oh. about a pretty big news story that we covered here on the podcast. And um, well, let's just say both of them have a decent history now of just letting 
letting us down. They, uh, they aren't the ones that we thought they were, or maybe they are now exactly who we always thought they were. Yeah. And they just don't have an option coming out. Yeah. So let's go to seeing it. Let's go to Howard Stern. Yeah. Talking to Howie, talking to Neil Young. Spotify has a uh, podcast where they're putting out information about a vaccine. You are on Spotify. You make a lot of money off of Spotify because your music is one of the most streamed artists of all time. You say, wait a second, Spotify, do not put shows on that put out false information about the COVID vaccine. But you didn't stop there. You took your music off of Spotify. Howard, I woke up one morning and somebody, I heard somebody saying there was some scientists were saying something about COVID or some doctors. And and uh, they were saying something about COVID and how many people were dying in the hospitals and, and, and misinformation and you see all the nurses and everything. And these people are with these people who are dying. I mean, they're, this is their life. They're, they're, that's what they do. They try to save people. So these people were distressed by the fact that Spotify was doing this uh, misinformation with, with some show they had. And I, I listened to it and, I, and, and they were saying he purposely is saying this stuff that he knows isn't true about COVID. Wow. Okay, now so they can't even say the name Joe Rogan. One, one, one. I don't give a fuck if he is one of the most streamed artists. He ain't making no money from Spotify. I mean, he might make a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. I'm sure Neil Young made millions and millions more when he sold albums. That's right out of the gate. But that's just me. Uh, has nothing to do with COVID, but I think he was making more streaming than he would have with the younger generations buying his albums. I just don't think Neil Young well, yeah, was resonating with the buying. youth. His, yeah, but his, his, but anyway, anyway, yeah. Anyway, taking his music off Spotify, eh, fuck him. He, uh, he's, it'll be back up. It, it'll be back on there. It'll this will blow over. After he's dead. He'll throw it back up there. Yeah, I mean it's like, look, man, all these people that get on their high horse and uh politically you know um for me for me i think the politics is a death knell for an artist for a band or an artist or anything because you're anytime you get into politics and i take neil sean from journey is a perfect example of what i'm talking about um as far as not bringing politics into a band um, he has a he has a lawsuit going on right now against his own keyboard player, Jonathan Kane, who they're actually going to tour together. This is going to be a fucking trip. They got a lawsuit going against each other, and they're going to tour. But um, and it all the friction with them all started when Jonathan Kane played "Don't Stop Believing" at a Trump thing with Donald Trump because Jonathan Kane's wife was an advisor. To Donald Trump yeah. for some shit, right? Okay, now I agree with Neil Sean. I agree. I was like, that's fucked up. I would never. I, it, it doesn't matter if I be- totally believed in the politician. I would never play at any political thing for anybody. Because you know, you're automatic. you automatically assume that's a Republican band. Or that's a Democratic band. Or that's a, you know, they're on... They're a, that side, you know, and when you look at artists like Ted Nugent and fucking 
Kid Rock and even Leonard Skinner to an extent. They shot themselves in the foot, man. The first time they went on Fox News, they shot themselves in the fucking foot. And the reason why is because they alienated the other half of the fucking planet. Now, getting aside from that, uh, and uh, I want to come back to that in a minute. Getting aside from that, um, there there are bands uh, that take their political stance very, very fucking hard and to heart. Seriously, yeah. Um, yes, very seriously. And, uh, you know, one, one of those bands is the Eagles. The Eagles are a Democratic liberal band. They always have been. Now, like the other ninety eight percent of them. <laughs> and, and, and now, what's and what's interesting about the Eagles is they have many, many Republican fans. Yeah, and no, and nobody really called them on it. Now, and the reason for that is because you don't see the Eagles, um, getting on TV and supporting Biden or getting on TV and supporting any, any candidate, mm-hmm. you know, you just don't see that. <laughs> the last time they did support a candidate, the band broke up. So, um, that's, it, it's a, it's a tricky thing when you're, when you're wear your politics on your sleeve. And I believe a lot more people, I believe the world would be much better off if people didn't do that. If people just shut the fuck up and vote. And don't don't go out spouting your side or spouting one side, spouting the other side. Just shut up and vote. And that's the way it used to be. I I hear you, but that's inevitably not going to happen the more and more that government becomes part of our lives. It's impossible. Yeah, You're going to yeah. talk about well, they want it that way, you know. They want you to they want you always talking about them. That's what they want. Well, they don't mind if you do. Uh, and they also don't mind if you don't. They're they're an entity that's going to exist no matter what. And they would really actually prefer that their power goes unchallenged. And I, I honestly believe that they would prefer that you're not talking about them that much. Um, but right now, this is the trend that we live in. The thing about the... It, let's be honest. It goes one way. It only goes one way. If uh, most musicians and entertainers, Hollywood, media, whatever, is left... It just, that's just a natural people that are, that excel at the arts tend to be liberal. It's a part of your makeup. It's the way you think, uh, you're, that's just how it, that's just how it be. Um, I think a lot of that probably goes into the, the human makeup, you know, people who are more independent and I guess self-sufficient don't have time for creativity and poetry and art and things of that nature. Most of the poets and artists typically live in places where they can be more dependent on others because it's time consuming to be creative. Uh, you don't need creativity in the arts in order to survive back in the day. It's a, it's a luxury that we afford ourselves by having a society to where we don't have to be personally responsible for Am I going to write a song or do I have to go fucking hoe my crops? I, I couldn't think- disagree more. I I, I mean, <clears throat> I um, I would not call myself a liberal. I'm not. I'm definitely not not a Republican. Um, I'm a um. I I just uh, to me to me what I look at if I was politically 
inclined. I'm a realist. I mean, I see shit that's fucked up and it, it needs to be changed. Sure. And now politically, when you get to Democrats and Republicans, um, they see things that are fucked up and they want to change it, but they want to change it in fucked up ways that are that benefit them, benefit their party. Sure. And all I'm, uh, and I'm not saying you, and, and I'm not saying oh, all. No, no, but what I'm, I'm saying, saying is, there's I'm saying a, the vast majority of the creative types, <laughs> the artists and the musicians, they aren't right wingers. <laughs> it's just the, the vast, the overwhelming vast majority of them are of the liberal leaning, if not out and out leftist to a degree. Um, I, ju- I and I think it's because most of the time they don't spend much time thinking about politics, and so most of them are caring individuals that want the best for people as a whole, and uh, it's easy to buy into the propaganda that we are the ones that care about people, and those are the people that don't, and so it it makes sense to me. It totally makes sense, but the outrage only comes when somebody steps out of line and goes and plays for somebody on the quote unquote right. Right. Uh, th- you just said most people, most fans didn't give a fuck that this band are Democrat or leaning. It's because we already know that most of them are. Well, it was and, when the, when Rage Against the Machine played at the Democratic convention. There was a lot of heat there. I mean, they, they caught a lot of shit. Well, and I think and there's was, a lot of people that won't even listen to Rage Against the Machine anymore. I got, I, I have friends of mine that uh, you're leaving one. I won't listen it, to them anymore. Yeah, they're out and out fucking communists. Yeah. And, and and they won't and you know in the same way with uh like system of a down if those guys if they didn't if they didn't do what they did and play at a fucking political convention or play, or do it they just they wouldn't exist they would skate right along no it's <laughs> well, not they, they if Rage machine wasn't political they wouldn't exist that's what I mean oh to no say. yeah they're political but they in their music but they're um but but you know when people didn't care about that. When government wasn't such a big part of people's lives, when people weren't politically minded one way or another. Right. And that used to be 15 year olds. When you're 15, I just want to hear whatever's fucking uh, makes my head move and gets people going to a show and jumping around. I don't want to go to a concert and hear anything political for either side. Fuck yeah, off. That's fuck me. all the way off. Yeah, of that. that's what I'm saying. And that's. That's why the, the, the quote-unquote right was is not out there canceling bands because they don't think like them uh, traditionally. But if you have, if Beyonce all of a sudden showed up uh, at a Trump rally and was joyful, she'd be canceled in a fucking heartbeat. But she can go on with Michelle Obama and the Obamas and whatever, and her Republican voting fans are still going to her shows. There's a different... But, yeah, no, I hear you. Because the tolerant left isn't tolerant of shit outside of their own purview and the right just understands that most people that they look at as entertainers share nothing in common with them right and as long as we're not talking politics nobody cares but at the bigger that the bigger role that government plays in our lives those things start to stand out more and it becomes something less avoidable which is why I said, yeah, when I was 15 years old, I loved Rage Against the Machine because I liked the sounds they made with their instruments. I wasn't listening to lyrics. I'll, I'll never forget this. When I was a kid, my stepdad took me to uh, a CD store to go buy the the newest Primus album. I was big, well, I still am, huge Primus fan. 
Love him. I like the funky sounds that Les makes with his bass and Herb and Lur doing their things on their fucking respective instruments. I've never given a fuck about lyrics. I don't care about the message you're trying to send me or say or what point you're trying to make, which is a big reason why I like Primus. They just, they were saying nonsense. Yeah. Um, I never read the liner lyrics like that. That just wasn't me. I like the instrumentation. I like the sound, right. the actual music, right? the groove. So we buy this Primus album and I was perplexed that my stepdad was like, well, yeah, we'll open it up. Throw it. We'll listen to it on the way home. And I was like, you're not going to like this. This isn't CCR or, you know, whatever he was into, you know, um, this is fucking weird. This is weird even for my age group. Like, this ain't Neil Young. Fuck no. Um, and we put it in. And there's a song where he's talking about shanking his trousers around his knees. Now, I didn't even hear what he said because I'm listening to the music. My stepdad grabs the CD case out of my lap, opens, this, opens the liners, reads the lyrics at a stop sign, just chunks it back in my lap, ejects a CD, throws it at me. He's like, we're... I can't believe I bought this this fucking bullshit for you or whatever he said. <laughs> and I was like, I was so like, what the fuck are you talking about? You think I'm because I'm listening to this song that Shank My Trailsers Down Around My Knees is going to become part of my lexicon? You're giving me far too much credit for paying attention, by the way. And that says a lot more about what you think of me, and I appreciate that. But I'm not. Sounds um, like it's part of your lexicon. <laughs> Uh, it is now because it's a fucking because it was made. It was a quasi traumatizing fucking it was made experience. To be. Yeah, it, it's uh, MK Ultraing. Yeah, that's uh, it. my uh, brain. That's it's, it. it's how they get me. But <laughs> anyway, Neil Young sounds like a fucking doofus in this clip. Uh, yeah, he doesn't even say Joe. Rog Joe Rogan's not mentioned probably because they don't want to get sued, and they have uh, they they have a. a, a a possible shield of, I could be talking about anybody, but he's like, you know, I know nurses and stuff. This is their life. Yeah. Well, the scientist that Rogan had on is studying this shit and bringing their knowledge to the public so they can make the best decision for themselves. So your argument can be used directly against you. It just shows that you are yet again, another elite that is a fucking moron and should not be listened to. You still listen to his music, but if you pay attention to his words, he's a fucking imbecile. That's all I'm saying. Enjoy the music. Don't listen to the words. There. People, <laughs> not every message is worth listening to. <laughs> oh, man. I'm just, I'm saying some very generalized, bigoted shit right now, and, uh, and I don't care. Um, I respect good songwriters that are able to tell a story or weave words into a sound that is pleasant to my ear. But for the most part for me, and I'm curious if there's like two different types of music listeners or three or four, or a variety of different types of music listeners where, because I know plenty of people that they only listen to music for the lyrics. Oh, there's a lot. There's many different kind of, there's people that listen just for guitar. There's people that listen just for drums. Yeah. You know, there's people that listen just for the lyrics. I mean, there's, now lyrics are typically the cornerstone, you know, that's what gets you on the radio and gets you airplay and shit like that and people singing the wrong words to your songs and all that kind of shit. But Well, like when you see American bands go to Japan, they don't know what the fuck they're saying. Yeah, they have no idea. But yeah. they love it. Yeah. Because it's music. Right. 
conversely, to make it similar for at least me, um, death metal. I fucking love heavy metal. I love hard rock, heavy metal, thrash. I like there. There's a time and a place for every kind of music, in my opinion. There's a time when I just want to chill and listen to some fucking bluegrass. And there's some times that I want to listen to some fucking angry shit. But death metal, I've never understood. I I can listen to it, but it's funny to me. It's some of the funniest fucking music that has ever existed. Because when I hear the quote-unquote words that are coming out, I can't decipher them. Well, that's part of the charm. So, is the entire death metal fan base like me, where they listen for the music and not the words? Probably. I don't think there's a lot of people that really love the great storytellers of American music past. No. Going to a... A fucking no, <laughs> obituary we're a, yeah, concert. Yeah, no, there's not, <laughs> not many, not many of those. And maybe it's because I grew up with Ace Ventura when he's at the Cannibal Corpse uh, show and he does his own thing where he's just eating the mic. And right. that's how it all, has always sounded to me. Not to sound like a boomer, but I giggle when I hear people doing the growling. I, I think it's silly. <laughs> my my <laughs> I, buddy Wally, he, he used to call it barking. Yeah, he like, he goes, oh, man. I love the, I love these singers, but man, but when they start barking, I just can't take that. But I like I love Pantera, Corn, uh, you know, Seven Dust. There's a lot of bands uh, in flames and fucking Mashuga. There's some of those songs I can't even fucking listen to because I just can't take it seriously. The second that you just start, I'm like, I'm fucking done. Like, I can't believe. It's not for me. It's not fucking for me. Uh, but if Mashuka went and played uh, for for Trump, I wouldn't give a fuck. It's, if, all, it's, all, it's all about attitude, you know. That's what yeah. that's what death metal is all the way. It's aggression. Yes. And sometimes when I'm feeling aggressive, I want to listen to aggressive music. And I don't give a fuck if Mashuka is playing for Zelensky right now. Like that it, to me, that in no way should uh, affect whether you listen to like or go to a show. Personally, I just, I'm no longer a Rage Against the Machine fan because they've made it their personality out front in front of their music uh, that this is who they are. I mean, they're wearing full-blown communist fucking garb and it's not an act. Like, they actually believe it. And I think they're fucking wild hypocrites. And uh, if you're gonna, if you're gonna make your ideology bigger than your music, then your music must be shit. And I don't want it. Like, I don't want to listen to it. I don't want to support and you, and you don't deserve the millions that you have. No. But anyway, <clears throat> enough of that. That was one hell of a rant. Oh, oh. Feels good. <laughs> feels good to be back, Doug. Is feels it? good to be back in the seat where it's just... <laughs> let me inhale once and uh, catch my breath and five you, minutes and later. And you, uh, you do have the option to ignore it. Mm-hmm. You can ignore it. It's right there in the title. Rant. I'm sure I probably contradicted myself no less than six times in that last rant. And, uh, well, that's because I'm not putting my ideology in front of just being entertaining. <laughs> well, on the last podcast, uh-huh. we were talking about the uh, FTX collapse a little bit. Yeah. And uh, I made the statement that I thought Carolyn Ellison might have been rolling over on uh, on, our boy, on, our boy, on our boy there. Mm-hmm. And it turns out, yes. She did. Yeah. She rolled over on the boy. Yeah. Turns out 
Uh, the those, sex wasn't good enough. No, it turns out hoes aren't loyal, and they will turn informant on your ass yes. real fucking quick. Yeah, when the FBI steps in. Yeah, yeah. Because so, it's it's harder for for her to get railroaded by six dudes in an all woman prison, and you know her her hierarchy of values took over, and well, she she needs those eight dicks more than she needs honor. Well, all I can say is if this dude doesn't get over a hundred years. Something's wrong. Something's terribly wrong with this world that we live in. Uh, even if he gets it, he's going to Martha Stewart prison and, you know, either. I see this breaking out one of three ways. He gets off entirely on full-blown technicalities and you just never hear from him again. And he just escapes into the ether. Never. Only to be remembered by the internet. Wouldn't be the first time. Uh, he gets sentenced and for however long the, the length of time doesn't matter to me. Cause I honestly don't, I don't think that, well, I don't want to say what I actually think because I, that might actually get yeah, the authorities uh, interested in us. Um, well, don't do that. Or he goes to prison there. Um, he, he either gets off, he goes to prison or he gets Epstein. And I, in the beginning I was leaning towards Epstein from the get-go i'm like he tied up so many people's money uh and people with a lot of money and people with a lot of money are able to get things done and i don't know how you just walk away from that i, I don't know how you survive that i think is the best way to put it uh so i thought for sure that they would just off him in prison and i think that they still will but I don't think it'll be immediate. I think they'll need it to escape from the public view a little bit. I think they realize, hey, we had to we had to do what we had to do with Epstein because that was just too immediate and too out in front of everything. This can die down. This whole FTX thing, it's already on page six. Like, and that's fucked up. And that's already fucked up yeah, right there. They're, oh, uh, Biden documents. Biden documents. Look over here. They this thing is is off or off ramping fast as fast as any other story that they don't want out there um and they do that that's how the news cycle works well they, it's because of the money that he pumped into everybody well i'm just perfect example i was thinking about this uh getting ready for the show earlier today and i was just trying to pick out things i wanted to talk about and going back on all this COVID stuff reminded me of some of the old shows we used to do and how the overarching theme is that uh, governments are willing to sacrifice its people for its own gain. Um, I don't see Sam Bankman free being any different, but if you were anyone remember that little bitty story that happened, I don't even remember how long ago because well, that's the point of how they work stories when the Haitian president was assassinated and there were American mercenaries that yeah, were yeah, at mercenaries. The center of it. And, mercenaries is what they were calling them. Uh, whatever happened to that? Yeah. Oh, and also, you remember that that other little bitty story, um, where some U.S. black ops guys got uh captured by Venezuelan military because we were in their waters doing right. covert ops. Remember that? Whatever, whatever happened to those guys? I don't know. Fuck, man. You know, sometimes, sometimes things that seem really fucking important just go away. Yeah. Never to be remembered or talked about ever again. And if you don't remember any of those stories, fucking go 
look them up. Well, this I don't think this is going to be like those stories. And, I mean, because too many people lost too much money, and that's uh, when you when you look at it that way, man. Yeah. It's because it's all about money. Everything's all about money. Wow. And when you get when you're talking about thirty billion dollars, you know, mm-hmm. that's a lot of fucking money, dude. That's a lot of money. Well, and I think that's that a some, lot of other people's money. I think that some people that just uh, gave under a certain amount are just going to have to fucking eat it. Yeah. Uh, and I think that the big rollers that actually floated his entire operation will get kickbacks in other ways as a, hey, let's just let this one go. You know, here here's a contract deal for uh, rebuilding Ukraine, and you're going to get twice as much as you invested in FTX. Oh, okay. I'd, yeah, then I don't care anymore. That's because when it's all about money, they can make that go away. Oh, yeah. But when it's like, hey, you almost fucking exposed the whole thing, you have to go because you know too much. And that's that's how I've made sense of it in my brain. Now, Sam Bankman Free could live to a ripe old age of 90 in a fucking prison, and I could be totally wrong. But here's the thing. Nobody, if, if, it, goes, if it does go that way, no one will remember it. So you won't even remember that I was wrong. That's yeah. how I think it'll be. Yeah, well, it, it's it's a very important story, man, that people need to keep paying attention to. Well, and I think the bigger story that isn't going to be made known is that I think Sam Bankman-Free was intentionally planted in the crypto sphere yeah, to, to fuck- discredit crypto right. to a degree so so poorly now whether he was aware of it or not useful idiot is a term for a reason he might not have even known that he was being selected for this but it was because of greater gain for the regime for governments around the world to be able to legislate we need to regulate this otherwise guys like him can come in and take all your money uh by the way that's always been possible uh the bank does that shit all the fucking time yeah yeah they do it but they need to be the ones doing it and for for guys like Trevor Lawrence, the quarterback of the now playoff uh, winning quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars, another story people forgot. When he got drafted, he got his entire signing bonus in crypto. Yes. Crypto was becoming very popular. Hell, they were running Crypto.com Super Bowl ads and FTX Super and Bowl FTX, ads. And FTX, yes. And I think that deep down in the bowels of the treasury... They said, we can't have this competing with us going on. Because on the off chance that it is successful, that weakens our role in financial markets, which is really where our power truly comes from. And we can't let anybody fuck with that. Well, did you see what the House is is getting ready to vote on? I've heard a lot. Uh, Abolishing the IRS. And, That's and getting cute. rid of income tax. It's cute. Now, it I, I know, now, now, let me get a little deep in yeah. the weeds on this. Bring it. I think this could be the beginning of bringing in the fair tax. Finally. Well, and they, the reason why... They, I, they are putting out the consumption tax. And the reason why right. I say that is... Well, yeah, they call uh, it the... Con- for, they're going to bring it to the House floor and all right. that shit. That's what I mean. And, uh, yeah. So, with the consumption tax... That's the fair tax. I mean, that's that's what the fair tax is. Yeah. And if more people knew about the fair tax, they would be all for it. They would be all for this. I, I just think this is another further divide mechanism. 
I think it. I think this really has a chance to get some teeth now. And the only reason why I say that is because look at how ma- how much uh, revenue has been lost over COVID, and over uh, and now we've got inflation just off the fucking chain, and people are not being able to. They're not going to be able to afford their income tax. So this is, and, and this is the interesting thing to me, and this is what I think is going to happen. I think the way we see food and shit going up, mm-hmm. I don't think it's ever going to come down. And I think what they're going to do is they're going to abolish the IRS. They're going to get rid of income tax, and and the new prices are just the new prices. And that's the way we move forward. And I believe I believe this could be the beginning of it. I hear what you're saying, and I don't even dislike it. I mean, obviously, yeah, I, you know, former libertarian, I mean, taxation, theft, or coercion, whatever, extortion. But taxes exist, and they're not going anywhere. Um, I, I hear what you're saying, and I like it. The, and you almost sound like you have hope. And it's uh no, I've always had hope for it. I mean, I do. Well, no, I'm just saying taxes. in general that like they're actually going to be able to get anything done. Yeah. I don't think that any of this. I think that you see Republicans start to act more conservative when they're not in the ones in power. Because here's the thing: they can bring it to the House and have all these wonderful fucking debates, and then it goes to the Senate to die, or it goes to Biden to die, because they can't give their opposition a win. Well, you've got to look at 2024, and this is. All, everything everything goes into this. Mm-hmm. DeSantis is all for the fucking fair tax. Um, yeah. Tulsi Goddard has mentioned the fair tax. Old Gabbard, or and she's she's mentioned she's mentioned it many times. Yeah, I I don't know, man. I think it might be a plan. I think it might be a plan moving into twenty twenty four that the Republicans actually run completely and finally. On the fucking fair tax. And I'm hoping that's what's happening. I'm hoping that's what's getting ready to go down. And if they do, and if they can convince enough people that this is the way to move forward and people start realizing, hey, they're not going to take any money out of my check anymore Mm -hmm. for income tax. I'm all for that. People will be all for that. Yeah. And um, so... I think it could be I think this could be the beginning of something really interesting to keep an eye on as far as legislation and the fair tax. Well, I mean, personally, I like that these topics are coming up. Um, I'm too skeptical on it actually being effective through our current political environment and through the current political uh, you know, protocol on how bills become laws and all that shit. Just because the nature of politics currently in DC is and normally I'm, I'm totally on board with this is uh, very partisan. Uh, it's really dumb and short-sighted in my opinion, but we're talking politics here. So that's where dumb and short-sighted live. It's very dumb to me that the squad and the freedom caucus, the Matt Gates of the world and the guys that held up the Kevin McCarthy vote 15 times don't partner up on some of this shit because getting rid of the income tax you would think would be something that the left would and having the consumption tax or whatever to where everybody literally pays their fair share 
uh, that they could get on board with. But right. there's, they're they're too ingrained in this. We got to tax the rich. Well, tax the people that are doing the buying, and right. that's rich people buy shit too. Right. Yep. Um, and they and, do the most buying. Oh, and know? that's the thing is they do the most buying, and you hear the left, the squad, and most leftists talk about. You know, you're only rich, but you're rich off the backs of the poor and the downtrodden. Well, uh, if you just tax their income, they can hide most of that shit. Yeah. So, and and trust me, I can hear, I I know I sound like a fucking moron right now, and I can hear our listeners going, Jim, you're such, this is the most blue-pilled shit shit you've ever said. There's ways to get around all taxes, even consumption taxes. But my point is, I would prefer that the things that they're bringing up saying that they're going to uh, defund the 87,000 IRS agents, they're going to uh, abolish the IRS, they're going to talk about consumption tax, they're going to put it on the floor for term limits. They're, they're, they're saying all the nice things. And I'm, I'm saying that they're only doing that because they know they're powerless to be able to actually affect it going all the way through. No, because, I, I agree with what I, I know what you're saying. Because as far as, as long as we stay as uh, partisan as we are, I'm 1 million percent right. Right. They have to get buy-in from Democrats or even those on the left on on common things like the squad and leftists. You would think uh, they should they would be against the security state and repealing the Patriot Act, um, and not having government oversight. But they they have to win them back over with their own rhetoric that they have forgotten. Right. And if they're able to do that. And if they're able to get enough buy-in to where Republicans will just vote yes because it's political and you get the margin necessary for it to go on to come over from the Democrats, then that's just good politics. All right. Quote, unquote. And trust me, I'm cringing at half the shit I'm saying because most of the time I just want gridlock. I don't want them passing fucking anything. Right. Um, well, I, I, want, I want them to pass things that make sense. That's, you know, I mean, and getting rid of the income tax makes total fucking sense. It's uh, it's nothing but a, a slush fund for them. You know, all the everything that operates in this country operates off of the taxes that are already there. It operates off the gas tax, operates off the tobacco tax, the, the taxes we pay on food, sales tax. All of that shit yeah. is what the country is supposed on. to operate and, on, and, and it, well, and it's what it does operate on. We print the difference, and the income and then tax print more, well, and then the, print and, more, and, and then the income tax comes in, and that's their slush fund. That's their, and if you get rid of that, if you get rid of the income tax, then maybe you can get rid of the fucking trillion dollar a year in defense and all this kind of crazy shit that we don't need. That we don't need the U- dude. The U.S. is like well, because it's not for us. I, I, I know that's what <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. If if you got rid of all the shit that didn't need to be there, the consumption tax could do that. It, the consumption tax could clean up a lot of shit. I'm I'm with you, Doug, and I don't mean to sound offensive, but you're. Sounding in a way like that Sam Harris guy, where it's, well, if you change a few of these things and if, if government, uh, would restrict itself, then we'd be great. And I'm with you, but it's, I just don't think that we'll ever get there. I don't think government will ever pass anything that reduces 
its ability to inflict itself on us. I've, I don't, and a lot of this would be doing that, reducing the IR, reducing the size of government by getting rid of the IRS. That would be monument. I would have to see it in order to believe it. Uh, but I'm too skeptical to, to think that that's going to even happen. I think a lot of this is lip service. Uh, that's political posturing for the Republicans that are pushing it back home at their base so they stay in office, even though they know that nothing will come of it. I've just seen too many times when the minority party, even though, yeah, they're the majority in the House, but overall in the three branches of government, they are the minority. Um, you still have a Democratic Senate and a Democrat in the White House. That that's, But, the, but that's, the Republicans are the purse strings. But that's that's when you can say the best things that's when you always hear government officials sounding more reasonable Well, with the republicans being in there the, those in if they if they won't if they won't okay the money for the fucking extra irs agents they won't be there and i'm with and, you and 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 if they won't you know if they don't okay the money for, for fucking massive spending on whatever mm -hmm. the fuck then it won't happen well, because that's what they do that's what the house does they control the money and they've and they also put out there something about a 72 hour rule uh from the time a uh, a bill is proposed before it even gets voted on right and hopefully during that time they're they reading read it, it. <laughs> um there's also an amendment clause that they're putting in there right. about how to change it. like like i said the lip service i'm with you Doug. i fucking i i see it and I like it because um, I know I'm never going to get the government that I want. I just want something that gets closer, moves closer in that direction, right. that it's less shit than it is now. So I'm with you. I share that with you. And only time will tell. I'm not going to make any, you know, I've already kind of said what I think is going to happen, but I'm not going to say that's going to happen. I just don't think it'll happen. Only time will tell. And if it does happen, I will be, I will be Fully on your side as far as hope goes. Then I will start to gain hope. I just think it's a build up to 2024. I, I really do. I think well, everything that they're doing is, um, and everything that they're going to block and mm -hmm. everything that they're going to not okay the money for, all of that shit is a build up to 2024. And like I said, I believe it will be DeSantis. I don't think Trump has a fucking chance in hell of getting the nomination. I don't think he does. Yeah. Um, and I think that every day that it goes even lower mm -hmm. every, as days go on. I mean, he's an idiot. Dude. The guys, he can't get out of his own way, yeah. you know, and, and, and I want to get to Trump in a minute. Cause I, I, I got some things that I want to bolster right. your argument with, but staying on the, the, the house side of things right now, I think there's 20 freedom caucus members right. that are pretty much, that are responsible for the 15 votes right. for Speaker right. and holding up McCarthy as they were making their demands. Right. Concessions, I right. think is what they call them. Sounds nicer than right. demands. Um, but out of those 20 Freedom Caucus members, I think either they all are on or over half of them are on like all of the most important committees. Right. With a, with a number big enough to stop anything. Shit. Yes, yes. So they, they have gridlock power, which is where their actual power lies. How long that fucking lasts, um, we'll see. Right. Are they able to effectively wield it? We'll have to wait and see. 
Um, I'll be paying attention. But it does show that with just a few people, you can actually do shit. Oh, yeah. The, the, the squad was never that. They Well, well they got to be in key places in government, you know? With correct. It, if Correct. you if you got people in key places, it's just like the Sam Bankman Freed shit, you know. He had the SEC yeah. fucking wrapped around his finger, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it, it, that's it, why it was allowed to happen. Well, and that's why it's always interesting to me because it honestly really only takes a small handful of people yes. to actually run shit. Yeah, in the right place. Yep. They just have to be the right people that understand the game. Yep. They have to know the people that are capable of wielding the power and go and just turn them just a fraction, uh, you know, just a few degrees this way. And everything's very different. Most people for the majority of both of our lives have been unwilling to do that. Right. Because they don't want to lose their donor class. They don't want to lose their lobbyists. They don't want to lose their slush funds. And so they aren't the ones that are ever in power. They're just the ones that have the pen that can sign things into law or whatever, but they're not the ones coming up with any of the legislation. They're not the ones running the show. If you actually have people that know how to do that and are in key positions, Obama was great at this. All the best politicians, when you think of good politicians, they're the ones that put the right people in the right places just to just turn the dial a little bit in their favor. And that could last they could have lasting effects for generations right? Uh, if they do it correctly. Now, keep people in right places doing the things takes me roundabout way to Trump through Biden. So all the news has been coming out since we've done, last done an episode that wily old Biden got a little butterfingery with some of his documents back when he was a VP back in the day, um, which I, in all honesty, can't, I, I give just a, the same amount of shit over Biden having classified documents in his garage as I did Trump having classified documents in Mar-a-Lago. I've never really saw the the need for an uprising level of concern over this. I do find it interestingly hilarious, though, that when Trump was the guy with the documents that he got busted, now they're doing a special counsel investigation all of his opposition came out and lambasted him for weeks, months, still to this day. Well, maybe not to this day. No, it's changed. The past couple of days has changed. But they couldn't shut the fuck, or they couldn't stop talking about how this was detrimental to the U.S. security and national security and democracy, and this is why he can't run for president. And now Biden's in the same pickle. And it's funny, they... They first found these documents before the midterms, but when you know it, we didn't find out about it until just a couple weeks ago. Because it's political. Obviously, it's political. Anything that happens involving politicians is political. That's that's a life lesson from Jim. (laughs) From Jim. Uh, Big brain stuff over here. Yeah, that is that is huge brain. But here's what I really think about this whole Biden doc thing: is they're trying to get rid of him, and they can kill. Two birds with the same story, that being Trump and Biden, by saying, you saw how hard we went after Trump when he did this, and just to show you that we're fair and that we should be listened to, we're going to sacrifice one of our own, the fucking sitting president. You thought it was so bad that we went after Trump when he was sitting president? We'll go after our own sitting president. That's how 
up and up we are. Right. And that's how judicious we are. We don't give a shit that he's got a D next to his name. We'll hit him on the same thing we went after Trump on because you need to, you should, you should listen to us. You should trust us and you should believe us. And they will get rid of Biden to show that we got rid of Biden this way. We impeached him, whatever. We held his feet to the fire. We got him the fuck out of here. Because now we're going to use that as the precedent to do the same thing to Trump. Because their end goal, I believe, is it's far more important to keep Trump from running or holding office ever again than it is to keep Biden in office. Right. Oh, yes, absolutely. That's like the dumbest smart thing I can possibly say. And this and this is what's interesting to me is, um, like I said, I think DeSantis is going to gonna fuck trump up anyway in a primary um everybody that a lot of people that i talk to they don't think DeSantis will run but i don't believe that i think he will i think it's his time um and he knows it i think he knows it's his time and i, I would question his political intellect if he doesn't run yes i would too i mean and because you don't wait your turn yeah you, yeah you strike when you have exactly. the, the momentum behind and you. i don't think he's one that's gonna i don't think he's gonna wait his turn i think gavin newsom will be the republican runner democrat or democratic runner yes i don't see I don't, I don't even remember who's who anymore they got your brain but, all scrambled uh, man yeah a californian another californian yeah but yeah he's gonna be the golden boy for the democrats moving forward and that's what I see. That's that's the that's the matchup I see. I see Gavin Newsom's gonna probably challenge Biden, you know, in a primary. Yeah. Uh Gavin Newsom's gonna eat destroy him. Uh DeSantis is gonna have Trump in a primary. DeSantis is gonna win that. And I think that's your twenty twenty four. I th- I believe that's what it is. Because Everybody, I think everybody, I think Republicans and Democrats, I think everybody's had enough of old fucks that are just fucking, they're just old and they, and out of touch. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you already know how I feel about Biden and uh, how he got into office. So I think people were already over that before the election even happened. Um and I think, that, like I said, like I've already said, I think they're willing to sacrifice him to, to, to clear the deck to wash out the the current just well this guy's been in here long enough so we got to run him i i see if the election were to happen tomorrow i'm 100 with you it would be newsom versus desantis i also don't think trump has a fucking chance in hell but and this is a big but i always have to remind myself of this it's january 2023 yeah yeah no it is a long very long time between now and the election of 2024. Yeah, and the fall of this year is when we'll when it'll start weeding out, you know. We'll, well start Also think of this. Remember immediately after the midterms is when Trump came out and declared his running for president. Yeah. He what has he done since then? Nothing. Nothing. And and and, and trust me, I get that he's on a media blackout and the media won't cover him. Uh, except for like scandals that they can artificially create. Um, but I pay attention to the not so mainstream corporate news and he isn't you, like, he doesn't exist. No, I know, I know. The, the, his own base, 
his most hardcore bass. And when I when I say hardcore bass, I don't mean the the boomer that has a Trump flag and would vote for him no matter what. Those those guys are just those are the, the same people as vote blue no matter who. Right. Like they they right. are they're always going to be there and they don't move the needle. So you don't even pay attention to them. You don't take them seriously. They're a nothing. They they are roadkill. They are political roadkill. It's the people that supported Trump because of what he was running on policies, all of this shit. Even even more importantly, people that weren't on the Trump train in 2016, but got on it based on how the first three years of his presidency went. Right. The people that were paying attention to the results of his actions, not right. just his rhetoric. Right. Those people are off the Trump train. Yeah. He's still pushing the vax. It's wildly unpopular. Uh, it ain't polling great on his own side, and he's too stupid to give that up. Um, him endorsing Kevin McCarthy. It was his own base, the Freedom Caucus, that was actively holding up that whole right. thing and, right. and, and going against him. Like, he de- he he's not politically minded. He isn't the politician that he claimed to be well, and not wanted a politician. to be. He's still not a politician, and he's terrible at at that, politics. Yes, which shows he's not learning. Therefore, your base has left you behind. Right, and that's why I don't think Trump will be capable. He's gonna he's gonna he has too much audio out there to where if he were to make an honest run, there would be ready-made attack ads with him talking against himself that it's political suicide for him to continue down this path. It's the dumbest thing for him to run. And DeSantis is brilliant politically. Yeah. The dude, I mean, he makes brilliant moves as a politician. Yeah. Now, you know, a lot of it is, you know, do I think it, do I think it was cruel for him to send them, them illegals up there I, yes i thought that was a cruel thing to do but politically i thought it was one of the most brilliant moves yeah. i've ever seen in politics well that's another story and whatever uh, happened to those people yeah where are they well, they were out the next day i mean they were well i mean are they back in their home country yeah, are they somewhere in arkansas like oh, they're probably in i don't Florida. know where's the follow-up oh that's right it's not for that right. which is what makes uh, DeSantis, a brilliant politician, yes, exactly, because it, he knows there won't be any follow-up. Yeah, exactly. There he was, no, it, it was no, there was, it was just the point. It was just to make a point. Yeah, and he made a political point in a extravagant way mm-hmm. that was just fucking brilliant, dude. Yeah. It was one of when it happened. I remember the day that happened. I was thinking that is that in my lifetime. I really believe that that was one of the most brilliant political moves I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And I, I mean, he just, you're pointing out the hypocrisy of, of the other side, you know, I mean, it was just brilliant. And I think that there's a bigger appetite today in America by Americans, at least the ones like you and I that pay attention to this and aren't, you know, you don't vote and I vote based on what I pay attention to. Um, the people that are paying attention, there is an appetite for just competency. Yes. <laughs> yes. And another thing that's coming out about the Biden docs is that we're seeing that not only is hypocrisy readily available in DC, right? Always has been, always will be, 
but there is such a lack of competency that for those that are paying attention, you have no other reaction than to seek it out when it shows itself in this case, in the form of DeSantis to the point where if Democrats were to pay attention, I don't think this guy would ever get elected again. And I'm going to shit on a representative from our own state, Doug. He's a Democrat. So sure. Say I'm partisan or what? I don't give a fuck, but this guy's just straight up fucking retarded. Take it away, Hank. Talk to me about what your true thoughts on the Biden document scandal is. I just need to hear something out of that big brain of yours. Is that alleged classified document showing up allegedly in the possession of uh, of uh, Joseph Biden? Uh, you know, I mean, there's so much that needs to be um, investigated, and um, and that's that's what I call for is for everything to be investigated. But I'm suspicious of the timing of it. I'm I'm also aware of the fact that things can be planted on people, P- places, and things can be planted. Um, things things can be planted in places uh, and then discovered conveniently. <laughs> that may be what has occurred here. I'm not ruling that out, but I don't. I'm I'm open in terms of the investigation. These okay. Hmm. Wow. People can plant places. Places, places can thing, plant. Places can plant people. Plants can be <laughs> in places and also be things. There. Fucking I. That's what he tried to say. <laughs> he's talking about the fern. <laughs> he's just, he just saw Fern Gully, and he's just wanting to tell you about it. He's worse than Herschel Walker when he's trying to describe shit. Uh, but yeah, the, these are the people that are, oh, is he going to lead an investigation? Because he's suspicious on the timing. What, what's happening right now where this timing means anything? It's in the dead center of his fucking presidency. Yes. It, this isn't an election year for any thing in dc like what the fuck are you talking about and if you don't remember that by the way that was democrat representative the honorable hank johnson from georgia and if you're going jim i've never heard of that guy before well let me take you back in time back in i think it was 2011 yet another reason why term limit debate would be interesting to hear on the house floor where the same guy he didn't just get stupid overnight he didn't have a stroke this man is showing some consistency. I got to give him that. Back in 2011, he was questioning an admiral or some military guy. I don't know. He had a fancy uniform. I'm sure chicks dig it. He was questioning him about military bases that we have over in Guam. And, well, I'll just let you listen for yourself. Guam is a small island. Very small island and about 24 miles, if I recall, long so 20, 24 miles long, about seven miles wide at the least widest uh, place on the island, and about 20, about 12 miles wide uh, uh, on the widest part of the island. And um, I don't know how many square miles that, that is. Do you happen to know? I don't have that. Uh, figure with me, sir. I can certainly supply it to you if I you'd like. Google yeah, my, my fear is that uh, the whole island will uh, become so overly populated that it will tip over and uh, 
and capsize. Okay. Uh, we don't anticipate that. <laughs> you, think, you think you don't anticipate it? Oh my know, somebody God. please quick do a check on Guam. Has it capsized Has yet? Has it capsized? <laughs> I think it flipped over last night, Jim. Because, <laughs> you know, there might be too many people going hither to tither from east to west. Some would say possibly north to south at its widest end. Throughout the square mileage of Guam to make it all nimbly bimbly and get loose legged and go cattywampus tits up. I'm just saying I'm not a professional geographicologist, but uh, yeah, we're not. You know what Trump said about uh, Mexicans? You can say the same thing about politicians. We aren't sending our best. No. And I'm pretty sure some of them are rapists. (laughs) Most of them. (laughs) And murderers. (laughs) I'm pretty sure there's some rapists. Now, I don't know if some of them are good people, but, uh, well, I sure the fuck know Hank is not getting any smarts awards anytime soon. I think some of them used to be good people. (laughs) Until they got to D.C. Fucking A, Hank. Yeah, that's that's a classic right there. That's one of my favorite things that's ever been said into a microphone. When you asked me, (laughs) before the podcast, you said... uh, you you said his name and I'm like I never heard of that fucker and then you said well let me take you back to 2011 and uh you might remember this and I said ah oh, the dude that said Guam with Tim <laughs> yeah that's him uh-huh. okay uh-huh. oh, how so long he, have we been going Doug? so he's been there that long huh yeah wow yeah. that's scary I know and yeah. I don't know how long he was there before or if he had any uh times where he was elected or you know not reelected i don't know i i'm assuming like up uh, most 99 percent of politicians it's been a consistent run where he just gets reelected reelected because voters by the vast majority don't pay attention to shit right. they don't know what's going on they don't know the people they're voting for they don't know the things they're passing they don't know that there's fourteen thousand page documents going uh without anybody reading like they they don't know. Right. And I'm totally cool with you not knowing, and I'm totally cool with you not paying attention. We just said life is better when there's a lot less politics taking part in every day's you know, occurrences yes. between individuals. However, just don't 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 vote then. Like don't be a participant in that in which you're not paying attention to. Yes. Like that's that's the caveat. Like, yeah. I don't pay enough attention to vote. Yeah. And I pay a lot of attention. Yeah. Well, there you go. So, I mean. What? Okay. What do you think? I om- I almost want to do, and I won't, I won't do this, but I almost want to do a deep dive into Hank Johnson's political campaign. Oh, how the fuck does he get these votes? Like, what does he say? What is he running on? What Who does is- he buy? What what what's the polling like? You know, why where's do people he like him? Where's he? Where's he from? I mean, where is it? Where's his? What's his uh, constituency? I have a feeling, and I'm going to look it up. But before I do, I got a feeling. South Georgia. No, I got a feeling it's uh, suburban, high black density population Atlanta. Okay. Or Augusta. Or Columbus. Or maybe somewhere near a city. Right. In Georgia, that. Okay, so that's that's what I think. Now I'm going to look it up, and we'll see. What do you think, Doug? I, I was thinking South Georgia. Because he has that southern draw? I was thinking somewhere rural. 
where uh, it's not a lot of money. And here we go. Our our district. Here it is. Yep. So there's Atlanta. It's East Atlanta. Okay. Well, it's, it's not East Atlanta. It's Decatur down I twenty all the way down I twenty and up to seventy eight. So so DeKalb, Southwest Gwinnett. And uh, Lithonia. Lithonia is the dead center of his district. All right. So. We fuck know yeah. We know the constituency we're dealing with. I Let's just say I nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I Honestly, I had no idea. I didn't. But the way that he speaks, he's, he does sound like he would be from like Valdosta. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying anything bad of Valdosta, but you don't hear black men sound like him very often these in the, days in the atlanta area <laughs> in, the, in the atlanta area <laughs> yes. yes thank you in fact the way that most people in the atlanta area that share certain visual aspects as hank johnson they sound a lot more like our intro at the beginning of this episode <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> they sound more like that guy yeah and you know it's just uh, i'm not being racist or nothing it's just things i pick up like you know dialects no, I got a couple of RIPs. Oh, I want to go through. Right on. Uh, yes. Number one and big, big for me is Jeff Beck. Mm-hmm. My God, man, a legend, legendary, great guitarist. For Yardbirds or no, the Jeff Beck group, yep. Yep. just amazing guitar player. And um, yeah, you well, the reason you say Cream is because. He played with Eric Clapton in the Yardbirds. Well, that's... Well, actually, he played with Jimmy Page in the Yardbirds, but Eric Clapton left the Yardbirds and Jeff Beck came in. And Jeff Beck and Jimmy Page were in the Yardbirds together, Mm -hmm. which is fucking amazing little bit of history right there anyway. But uh, yeah, Jeff Beck, he got uh, bacterial meningitis, Mm. uh, 78 years old, had a good life, had Mm -hmm. a good run. But uh, contracted bacterial meningitis. Now, I don't know if you have been seeing any of his concerts lately, um, but I watched a a good bit of his tour that he did. And uh, Johnny Depp, him and Johnny Depp toured together. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were doing some really cool shit. I mean, they were doing, it was a lot of covers, you Mm -hmm. know, a lot of classic cover tunes, but they were really good. Yeah. And, um. And Johnny Depp was singing and playing guitar and Jeff Beck and they had a really killer band. But yeah, it's just sad, man. It's just really sad. Uh, great guitar player. Rest in peace, Jeff Beck. My God. Mm-hmm. Um, all of all of our guitar heroes are leaving us. It's fucking terrible. Another RIP. Yep. Lisa Marie. Presley. My God, man. Suddenly. Yes. Now, I saw, I've been seeing interviews with her over the past year, couple of years. You know, her son committed suicide a couple Mm -hmm. of years ago. Mm -hmm. Ever since that happened, every picture, every interview, everything I've seen of her, she looked very sad. Yeah. Very, extremely sad. And it's just... It's just it's it's a terrible thing, man. I th- I believe that that I believe that's what killed her is uh, 
her son committing suicide. I believe that over time it, you know, um, it just weighed on her. Maybe she got into some drugs or whatever because of it. You know, uh, maybe it was the vaccine. Who knows? Maybe she got the vaccine and, and it, and it caused her to have a heart attack. Who knows? But, um, you definitely don't want to take the vaccine on a broken heart. Yes. It, uh, doesn't, doesn't tend to, yes. uh, look too positive, but, uh, but yeah, rest in peace to her also. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm sure there's more. Well, yeah, obviously, uh, since the last time we were on, and this is one that almost escaped me. I just so happened to be watching the TV the night that it broke news, and I was at a buddy's house. We were drinking and having a good time singing karaoke. It's the only time I ever sing karaoke is if I'm good and drunk, because that's when I think I'm good at it. Thank God. Uh, well, let's... There is actual evidence of it, but I won't ever, (laughs) I will never share it. Uh, But I was at a buddy's house and uh, the TV was on and all of a sudden across the the fucking, the the bottom of the screen, Barbara Walters died. Yes, she did. She has died. I didn't even know she was sick. Since our last podcast. Yeah, I I forgot all about that. And not that I'm overly whatever, obviously, you know, uh, most people in our listening demo but whether you knew it or not, you grew up with her likely on TV. Oh, she's a legend. Legendary. I mean, the one thing I'm surprised about, though, that seemed to kind of just come and go. Yeah. Like, like they made the announcement the night that it broke, and then I uh, nothing. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Which I'd, amazes me, because she is like a media uh, fucking juggernaut. Yeah, yeah. Icon. Yep. Was on The View. I'm pretty sure she started it with yeah. the original yep, cast or whatever. I just remember her from 2020, and the best... Oh, actually, I'm going to play this in remembrance of Barbara Walters. Now, I don't share anything with whatever her politics were. Like, whatever, don't care. She was just a person that was on my TV throughout my entire fucking life. But she had one of the best interview moments of all time, and I'm stalling as I'm looking it up, where (laughs) one of the best sound clips that's ever come out of an interview in the history of interviews uh, as she was in interviewing one Sean Connery. Yes, Sean Connery. And here's that little gem. You got one little slap. I know Sean Connery regrets this conversation. Okay. You did an interview in which you said, it's not the worst thing to slap a woman now and then. As I remember, you said you don't do it with a clenched fist. It's better to do it with an open hand. Mm. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't I, love that. I haven't changed my opinion. You haven't? No. <laughs> You think it's good to slap a woman? No, I don't think it's good. You I don't think, think it's bad? Much, I don't think it's that bad. I think that it depends entirely on the circumstances and if it merits it. Yeah. And what would merit it? Well, if you have tried everything else, and women are pretty good at this, that they can't leave it alone. Yeah? They don't <laughs> they want to have the, the, the last word, and you give them the last word, but they're not happy with the last word. They want to say it again. And... and get into a really provocative situation, then I think it's absolutely right. <laughs> By the way, Sean Connery has been married to Micheline for 31 years, and we have not heard a single complaint. And then he slapped Barbara Walters. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Come over here, Barbara. Now, I'll give you a little slap. Granted, back when this interview was... 
was done, you know, decades ago. Uh, probably didn't get the reaction that it gets nowadays, but uh, rest in peace, Barbara. And you, Sean Connery. <laughs> Sean Connery, you were a fucking legend. You were a, you were a, uh, yeah, quite, well, a quite a piece of work. Yes, yes. Well, uh, sometimes they need a smack. A good yeah, smacking. Smack. Oh, man. Pussy. Pussy galore. <laughs> and I just don't know if there were any other female interviewers at that time that would have gotten that out of Sean. No. So, uh, mild hat tip and mediocre respect to one Barbara Walters. Rest in peace. Rest she in was peace. a legend, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh God! Just think of the career suicide if it, anybody fucking said that nowadays. I know, man. Oh, yeah, geez, be canceled in heartbeat. <laughs> but I just remember seeing that, going, "Oh fuck me, we're gonna have seven straight days of in remembrance of Barbara Walters playing Oliver." O nothing. Not not, not, a, a, not a, a peep. Fucking whisper of. I wonder if she like requested that. You know what I mean? I don't know. Uh, I, it, 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 when it happened, when she actually passed away, because it was, it was, it was just across the bottom of the screen, and boom, that yeah. was it. But um, I wonder if she requested that. It I makes, fucking hope so. And uh, uh, note to future dead people: follow her lead. Yeah, we don't need days on of being, remembrance. Yeah, it's like, uh, yep, we all grew up. Like, yeah, yeah. And she was very old. She was in her fucking 90s. Yeah, like, she was 90. Yeah. This is kind of what happens. Uh, sad, yes. But we can't, just like COVID. COVID, sad, yes. But we can't just stop the fucking world because some sad shit's going on. Right. Sorry. I hate to be calloused. I guess you could call me a, a Sean Connery follower. I uh, just don't have time for it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have I'm time a heartless for bastard. nonsense. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes. Give her a little slap. I just want to. They don't want, they're not happy with the last word. They just want give her to, a little smack. Just a little. Just a little. Number two, bring me my slapping glove. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, well, Doug, it's been a minute since we've done an episode. It has. I and Arona, Arona is not dead in a trunk. No, no, he's actually. Uh, uh, he's just a sickly, sickly boy i was gonna say he's alive and well but i don't know how well he's doing yeah he's but, alive but not well the kid has had the crud Lit okay since the last episode i remember we were talking about how you and i doug yes had spent the greater part of december being fucking ill yes and using that as the reason as why uh episodes were kind of sporadic yeah you know even though they've been sporadic for over six months like it's not anything new but it's like yeah well there was a lot of shit that i wanted to talk about during december uh, Kanye being one of them, uh, <laughs> when that shit was going down, that like I had no voice, you were sick and whatever. And Arona sat right here in our presence and chuckled it off yeah. like, just man, laughing. I'm out there mixing it up with people, driving yeah. people from the airport, germs, 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 bring it on. I went to to a halal place, and, oh, like, yeah. and I said, oh, you're fucking doomed. Yeah, I didn't know that I was gonna be so right. <laughs> Yes. And now, yes. <laughs> that could have been a little racist. And now on the last episode, I did a call for uh, some donations. Uh, 
for to help to help the studio out, you know. And uh I would like to thank you for all the donation. Uh Sean. Thank you, Sean. Yeah. Um you were the only one that gave. Well, I can't say the only one. Arona gave some money too. He's the um, only one that we know is for fact a listener who listened all the way to the end right. of the episode. Yes. And Sean, you're a real one. Yeah. Sean, you're the you're the only one. Thank you. And thank you for not being a fed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> as far as we can tell. Yes. Yeah. So I wanted to give a shout out to Sean. We appreciate it greatly. And uh and yeah, and Arona. Give a shout out to Arona too. He uh he came through with a donation. So thank you, Arona. And uh, I hope you get better soon. Yeah, because uh, we miss your charm and wit. Yeah, and I'm sure and racism. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, and I've I've had people asking, you know, how's how's Doug and the Jew doing? And I'm like, well, I'm happy to report that Doug and the Jew are good. We've had some bad weather come through recently. Yes, and uh, and I've gotten some messages from from people who uh, listen to the show, and you know. Especially if they're kind of also in the Southeast and they're experiencing the same fucking insane fucking weather that yeah. we've had. Crazy, crazy. And uh, here and there, they'll reach out. Hey, how's everybody over in the Ignore the Rant stable? Is, is Dougie and the Jew okay? Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. Doug's fine. <laughs> Don't know about the Jew. Don't know about the Jew. <laughs> <laughs> We'll have to get back with you on that one. Yeah. <laughs> He's working his way through it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen to next episode <laughs> to find out, did he make it? Did he make it? <laughs> New Ignore the Rant game. Did he make it? <laughs> oh, my God. I really hope he doesn't die. We're going uh, to yeah, we're gonna have to go it. back and just X this whole episode yeah, out. Yeah. All the wise discussion points you and I had and. All the smart things that we said today will just have to go away forever. Yeah, be erased. <laughs> all the knowledge we've imparted on all of our listeners today. Just knowledge, knowledge, knowledge. Just making people smarter. <laughs> yes. One slur at a time, That's Doug. the way we do it. That's our tagline. <laughs> Holy shit. All right. Well, we will be back at some point in the future at a later unknown date. You'll know it when your phone tells you that we've made it an episode. But until next time, motherfuckers, see ya. <laughs>